we celebrate this morning one of the minor feasts of the of our Lord Jesus Christ and as we said yesterday it's a big feast we consider it one of the the biggest among the minor feasts and when we read this we know the the, the story the story that Jesus took the three uh, who are close to him i wouldn't say the favorites but maybe they were they had they were, they have been him with him in many special occasions they were with him in the 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 garden before the cross they were with him when he went to raise up the the daughter of Jairus um, from the dead and they were with him on the mount of tabor and he went there and and then his his uh, the way he looks become different and he his clothes and his his uh his face shone like the sun and then Moses and Elijah appeared and and they were astonished they were astounded by what happened and they, to the point that St Peter said it's good to be here and then the climax of the story that the witness of the father came to say this is my beloved son listen to him when we read there is a, a, a complete commentary of St. John Chrysostom on the Gospel of St. Matthew. This, the reading we have just read is from the Gospel of St. Mark. But the story of the Transfiguration came in the three Synoptic Gospels. The Synoptic Gospels are the, the, the ones that are alike. Synoptic is a fancy word for, for the, they are alike or the, the, the similar ones. It is the, the Gospel of St. Matthew, St. Mark and St. Luke. So it's Matthew 17, Luke 9, and Mark 9. So St. John Chrysostom has a complete commentary on the Gospel of St. Matthew, and on his commentary on on the, this passage or this incident, the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has great meditation. I want to share some of, of them with you, and then we're going to get to what... We should get from this from this uh, great event. So he, first, he talked about why he had three of his disciples with him. He wanted them to see something they will remember and they will share as one of the great experiences they had with him. And one evidence to that, one proof to that, what we have just read from the epistle of St. Peter on the Catholic epistle. He mentioned that. He said, we've been with him. We've been with him on the mount. We have seen the, the heavenly light, the unparalleled, unparalleled light when, when he shone in his transfiguration. So he wanted them to have that experience. And then he talked about he said very interesting thing about why Moses and Elijah appeared with him. He gave five reasons why Elijah and Moses appeared with him. The first, he said, uh, and by the way, he talked about the context 
first, the context of the story, why, how the, the gospel, especially at St. Matthew, how this was written and before what, and it was introduced by what? Again, this is Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. I'm going to get to the five reasons, but let me go back a little bit to tell you the context of the story. So, Matthew chapter 17 from verse 1. What, ha- what happened, what was mentioned on the, the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 16? From the very beginning, there was a confrontation, as usual. A confrontation between Jesus and the Sadducees. They said, give us a sign. We want to see a miracle. So we can believe in you. He told them, you have seen many things. You don't want to believe. You are hypocrites. And then he, w- he took his disciples and started to ask them, who are the people saying I am? So the, 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 the disciples started to tell him what they have heard from the people. They told him, there is people saying you are Elijah. You came from heaven. You are Elijah. Some people, some other people said, you are one of the prophets. Some people said, you are John the Baptist who were beheaded, but he rose out of the dead. And uh, he told them, what about you? What do you say? Who answered? Who answered? St. Peter, right? What did he say? You are the son of God. You are the son of God. And he praised him and he told him, you know what? This answer is not coming from you, it's coming from my father. My father gave you that answer to my question. And he praised him. And then, and, and please follow the, 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 how the, the story or the narrative is evolving. So at that point, the gospel is saying, and then, when he said, you are the son of man, and, and on this rock I'm gonna build my church, he told them, you know what? Yes, I am the Son of God. And he praised St. Peter as I said. But he told him, but I'm, I'm going to be crucified. And this is the, the first time he revealed explicitly that he will die and he will be crucified and he will rise from the dead. St. Peter didn't like that part. And he took him to him and he said, no, 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 you shouldn't say that. I'm telling, I'm saying you are the son of God. How can you say that you're gonna be crucified and killed? We, we should talk about your, your rule, your kingship, your power. Don't talk about your death, your crucifixion. So what was the answer of, of Jesus? Hmm? Go away, devil. He told him, he called him the devil because he didn't accept the cross. So, and then he started to tell the, 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 his disciples, and definitely he was telling us at, by the end of the, the chapter 16. Um, for what profit is that to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angel, and then he will reward each according to his word. And before that he told them, whoever loses himself for me, for my sake, he will gain himself. And whoever will gain himself, who will please himself, will lose himself. So, then comes the transfiguration. And, and, and before it, the last verse from chapter 16, Assuredly I say to you, there are standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. And then comes 
the story of the transfiguration. He wanted to show them how a glimpse, just a glimpse of how the, the kingdom would look like. So, why I'm, I'm stating all what happened on the, the chapter 16? Because he told them, he wanted to tell them a very important lesson. I think it's very relevant to us today. He wanted to tell them, you, fo- you will follow me. You might lose. You might seem to be losing. Losing pleasures. Losing maybe the pride of the world. Losing belonging to the world. Maybe you will be persecuted. Maybe you will be killed. Maybe you will, doing my commandments will, you will, it will be a burden. Yes. But you are not losing. You are gaining the kingdom. You will rule with me. And then he gave them a glimpse, a hint of how the kingdom would look like. And then he appeared to them. He transfigured. 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 Trans moving, right? So he changed. And they started to see his glory. They started to see how he might look like. Or how he might look like in heaven. He appeared to them to the point that they were astounded, as I said. And then Moses and Elijah started to appear. So he wanted to tell them, the kingdom is, is higher. You remember yesterday, and when I elaborated on what I said yesterday, that we need to have an imagination. An imagination is not about things that are untrue, unreal. But it's an imagination. The Christian imagination should be an imagination that will help us to live in the faith, in what we believe in, in what we hope for. It's not that we're going to live on this reality, as the the reality television, the reality TV, as I said yesterday. We are thinking of the reality we are expecting. And I think the transfiguration should take our minds up to that reality. That's why the, the, the disciples started to see Moses and Elijah. And again, I'm going to back, go back to the why, what the, are the five reasons of the appearance of Moses and Elijah. Now, the first one of them, you remember when, when Jesus asked his disciples, what the people are saying, who I am? One of the names that was mentioned was Elijah. And Elijah is here. He wanted to tell them, I'm not Elijah. Here is Elijah. I can bring him from heaven. I can recall him. I can summon him here. Just in a, in, in a moment. I'm, I'm greater than Elijah. I think when they heard the people saying, He is Elijah. Should be Elijah came from heaven. They would say, no. He is the son of God. We have seen him. We have seen Elijah standing before him and worshiping him. So this was the first reason. The second, what was the accusation that persistently was accused, or Jesus was accused with by from the 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 Pharisees and the Sadducees? Hmm. Hmm? Breaking the Sabbath, right? Breaking the law of Moses. Who was there? Moses himself. The lawgiver, the one who received the law from God, was standing. Can the claim that he is breaking the law of Moses can be 
plausible by any means? Never. Never. Number three. He wanted to tell St. Peter, what you said is right, I am the son of God. And again, at the end of the story, Jesus told them, don't share what you have seen. Don't share this experience with anyone until I rise rise from the dead. And, And I think... I think, I would, I would say, that's my speculation. My speculation would be that one of the greatest experiences they would have in mind when they went to preach about the risen Christ, definitely when he was, he was appearing after his death, and I think for St. Peter, St. John, and, and St. James, the transfiguration would be maybe one of the greatest experiences he would never forget. And, and that's exactly what happened. When he wrote an epistle, St. Peter, when he wrote the second epistle, what did he mention? He mentioned that specific moment. I mean, he has been with him three years and a half. And as St. John is saying, if, if I needed to write everything we have seen, I, I, I don't think the books of the world would, would be, would be suffice or would be enough. And so St. Peter has many things, but when he mentioned something of the experience that he has seen, what did he say? I have seen him transfigured on the Mount Abu. So Jesus, when he wanted, when he, when he brought or summoned Moses and Elijah, he wanted to tell, yes, you're right, I'm the son of God. One fourth, it means, it was mentioned in the, 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 the synaxarium, the reading of the synaxarium, that he is able to bring the one who didn't die. Elijah was taken to heaven without being dead. He didn't die. So he brings the one who is alive in heaven. And he brought the one who is buried on the earth, Moses, to tell or to say that I am the one who has the power over death and life. I have the power over death and life. Last one, and again, this would be the most relevant to us. To tell them, you're going to bear your cross. You're going to take up your cross behind me. You're going to follow me and you're going to take up your cross. Yes, that's true. You might be killed. You might be persecuted. You might be rejected by the world. Yes, if they rejected me, they will reject you. This, All of this will happen to you. But remember, I am the glorified Lord of Lords. And God of gods. And you will be with me in my glory. You will be glorified as I am glorified. What you have seen in the, at, the, at the Mount Tabor in, during my transfiguration, again, it's a, a very tiny, very tiny glimpse of, of, the, the, of the kingdom of God. It's very short time. And it's just... A heavenly scene that ended quickly, quickly. But this is what you're going to be in. And again, as I said yesterday, I think that's exactly what St. Peter meant when he said, it's good to be here. As if he, he says that, please, I don't want time to, to, to end. I want to be in eternity now. I'm so happy. You know, I think you're going to understand that. Remember, try to remember now, every one of you. Think of the best trip you've ever gone to. Or the trip you wish to go to. Whatever it is. I don't know where, what is the best place. 
the what? Whatever. Huh? Egypt? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, whatever it is. Okay, think of the best place. And think you, when you, you, how excited you are when you are going to visit that place. And you enjoying the sun, the sea, the, the scenery, the everything. What do you feel? You don't want to go back to work, right? You don't want to go back to school. Huh? Some of the kids didn't come, I think some of them going back to school tomorrow. No school. Good news. No work. Nothing. Just full satisfaction. Full happiness. That's exactly what St. Peter said when he said, it's good to be here. Please, I don't want time to go pass by. And time, we are still, we, time is one of the dimensions we can never flee from on this earth. That's why we are not, we are not focusing here. Our hope is not here. Our hope is in heaven. And our citizenship is in heaven. And our happiness is in heaven. And the transfiguration is a glimpse of heaven. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Hallelujah.